section. Fifteen seconds of relaxation before very loud talking. Hey, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm Annika. And you found the Peter Rabbit Hole. A hour-long podcast on a, I don't know, this one's maybe a six to seven minute story? Yeah. Slightly longer than some of our others. And so what is our story this time, Annika? This time, our story is Max and Molly by Jörg Obrist. Could not find him saying his name. Dang it. Couldn't even find a video of anyone reading the book. Huh. So we're going to go with Jörg. Jörg. Orbis. Yes? Yep. That's what we're doing. Jörg Obrist. 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 The B comes first. Fair enough. Fun facts about Jörg. <laughs> Jörg. Our buddy Jörg. Yeah. Oh, this is a this is a Katie's childhood book. So, Jörg. Jörg. Fun facts about Jörg Orbrist. You know what? I thought I had written down his birth year. He's in his early 70s. Okay. His website, another nice, okay, slightly later than GeoCities website, okay. not much later. Cool. His website is in both German and English. Nice. Damn it, I'm wrong. His website, I think, is in Swiss German Uh, and English. Okay. Because in 1975, he graduated from the Art School of Zurich. Okay. With a degree in photography. Huh. And in 76, he moved to New York City to become an illustrator. Okay. You, You know. You know, the number of people that I know who actually do the thing that their college degree is for is pretty small. Right. Except for theater people. Moved to New York. Uh, Moved to New York to become an illustrator. And in 78, two years after, Mm -hmm. he released his first book called They Do Things Right in Auburn. Huh. Which, that's all I know about Auburn. (laughs) (laughs) This was really funny. His website. Mm Mm-hmm. He has since moved back to Zurich, or at least that's okay. where his contact information is on his website. Sure. You can fax him. Amazing. <laughs> Part of me was like, we should go to Staples and just like... Fax him a fan letter. Right. <laughs> so he seems to author... Okay. ...all of his books, and he's written quite a few. Yeah. Uh, it has a very... A lot of his book covers have a very certain style. He tends to do more people. Okay. And... I don't know. They're just very 1980s style illustrated people. I know that terrible description, but you know what? Pictures on the website. Pictures on the website. He wrote a lot of crime books for kids, or I guess they would be mystery books. Okay. And his Instagram account is all his photography. Interesting. And it seems to be like more 70s feeling from like the clothes people are wearing. Okay. I mean, I guess that makes sense if he graduated from a photography school in the 70s. He'd still also want to do some because it also felt like very 70s New York. Yeah. But not like there's anything I could have pinpointed. Yeah. Yeah. So that's mainly what I've got on Jörg. A couple fun little tidbits about Max and Molly. Yes. Because the title is Max and Molly and it was released in 1989. Okay. In 2000, it was re-released with a new cover as Max and Molly and the Mystery of the Missing Honey. Which was also then weird. I couldn't find anyone reading it at all. That is weird that it got, that no one read it if it was re-released. Right. Yeah. 
half of his books on the cover, half of them seem to be in Swiss German. Okay. I'm assuming it's yeah. Swiss German. And then half of them are English. Nice. And I thought to myself at one point when I was trying to uh, YouTube, I was like, something about this seems familiar. Berenstein Bears, which I read a lot of the children. Yeah. They have a story about missing honey. Uh, and it even resolves. It's a mystery. Uh-huh. And it even resolves very similarly. Which came first? Berenstein Bears in Oops. 1987. Because I was all ready to, like, judge me some bears and bears. <laughs> nope. Well, here we are. There's no new idea under the sun. And frankly, I think York does it better. So. Berenstein Bears always feels... Preachy? Yeah. I really enjoyed them when I was I a kid. I did too. I thought they were great. And now I go back and I read one to Avery last night and I was like, oh boy. It's, it's just, it's just messages. And like. Good message. Yeah. and Big message to drive home. And they're all good messages, but like beat you over the head with yeah. them. Yeah. I don't yeah. like, and Avery likes them. Yep. So that's fine. All right. Anyways. Uh, Hot now, take, Bears. Bears. Mediocre. <laughs> and should be spelled with an E in it. No, it's her last name. E. I know. I don't care. It's wrong. Eh, I'm not going to argue about that one. <laughs> because I misspelled, I misspelled it in my notes. Because yep. that's how it should be spelled. Yeah. I also just can't spell anybody's <laughs> name ever. It's cool. It's not like a part of my job was labeling people's names on things at some point. I did really, it was always a fun time to read your paperwork for the first time <laughs> on like first dress and be like, up, up. <laughs> okay. What are two just tidbits? I can't spell. And as we've noticed, I can't pronounce anyone's <laughs> name. So between not being able to pronounce and not being able to spell, my interpretation of how to spell people's <laughs> names are sometimes very creative. Very creative. It's a great time. Oh, good. Lots of rambling in the beginning. So much ramble. I'm going to do a synopsis. Hey, why not? What happens in this uh, book, Annika? In this book, uh, two small bears named Max and Molly, who are siblings, presumably, spend the month of August with their grandfather every year. And they have a great time, and it's super cool and a fun time, except for part of August is honey season. Yes. Which is not the so fun worst. for Max and Molly, because their grandfather becomes very grumpy and they have to help with honey season and they don't get to eat the honey. They just have to like do chores and not play with their friends. And so they do honey season and they're like, at least it's done. But then, bum, 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 a mystery. One of the honey jars is missing. Oh no. Oh no. And grandfather jumps pretty quickly to the conclusion that Max and Molly are probably involved. I think he gives them like one day. No, but there's he eyes a lot them of on side. the first day. Oh yeah. Bunch of side eyes. Um, and so... He hi he locks the cabinet and he hides the key in front of Max and Molly. Yeah, we, there's there's, there's some there's we'll some get stuff to, to get to. Yeah, and then blocks the front door with the, with the bureau so that no yeah. one can break in. We're gonna talk Anyways, quite a bit about yeah. that page. Great. And then he goes to bed. And then the next morning, bum bum, another jar of honey is missing. <gasps> ah! And then we're upset again. And it, probably it was Max and Molly. And then the third night, the honey is missing again. They lay a trap. Oh, no. They, do, they lay the trap on the second night. Traps maybe a strong... They should lay flower. Anyways. Yeah. Moving on. Honey is missing a couple of times uh, on the second night. 
they, Max and Molly creep out of bed and they lay flour on the floor and then they hide in a cupboard and they wait to see who's stealing the honey. And it turns out grandfather is sleepwalking and stealing the honey in his sleep. And then the next morning, another honey jar is missing because they watched their grandfather take the honey away. Right. Uh, and he's like, you got to leave. Pack your bags. I'm sending you home. And they're like, nah, we got proof. It's you. And then he feels bad. As he should. Very embarrassed. And I appreciate that. And then he takes them to an amusement park, maybe, or the fair uh, as a It's sorry. a day of fun. It's a yeah. day of fun. And then they eat a lot of honey and sing a small song. And that's the end. Family ties. Reconnected. Yeah. Maybe if I can't link to a video of someone reading this, I'll just link to a video of the Hermes <laughs> Art synopsis. It's very full page, uh, full scenes. Yes. Yeah. I do like, it's not like just the pages, the art. There's right. like, a it's a montage of a couple of different pictures of them doing different activities. But yeah, it's a lot of full backgrounds, busy, busy backgrounds. Yeah. The house is very busy. There's they're, a lot of stuff going on. They're kind of classic cartoon bears yeah. with some good detail. They've got good detail. They're very, yeah, they're very distinctive bears. Like I don't look at them and think these look like someone else's bears. They don't look like Berenstein bears. They don't. It's one of those funny things. Like if you were to imagine what a picture book bear would look like, that was human. What is the word for being um, humanoid? Humanoid. These are the bears. These are pretty close to the bears. They might have, in my imagination, as I did not grow up with them, right. they might have a slightly different, like, eye and nose configuration. Just, like, style of drawing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're very bear-shaped. Very humanoid bear-shaped bears. <laughs> and one thing I've noticed is he really enjoyed the clothing. Yeah. Like, everything that could have a print on it in both clothing and wallpaper does. does. Yep. This... This book also does not suffer from the why are they not wearing pants problem. Oh, no. These bears are fully dressed at all times. <laughs> Grandpa's actually quite a dapper gentleman yes. of a certain age. Yeah. All right. So, so that's, yeah, so that's yes. the style of the art. Shelving notes. Grandfather's. Fiction. Hmm. Honey. Fiction. Oh. Bears. Fiction. Fiction. <laughs> The end. Hmm. Okay. Because I feel like there should be some sort of like mystery. mystery. But it's not, it doesn't bill itself as a it's mystery. It's not, book. yeah. Because he did write so many, many actual mystery mysteries. Books yeah. That when I saw it was re released as a mystery book, I wondered if there wasn't a trying to like push this yeah. towards his other body of work. I keep wanting to be like, summer vacation trip but that's yeah. too long yeah or like it could i guess family is implied because grandfather's yeah i think as soon as you grandfather is a really good shorthand for relationship with the grandchildren yes. maybe summer vacation fiction summer vacation fiction works because it's just oh w welcome to our very short <laughs> summer series yes it was the last one in this that's one fun. is that it Felt like yeah. there was, oh, well, yeah, it was a good theme for a second. If you have recommendations for summer themed children's lit books we should read, please.
please share them with us. You can share them at our email, which is thepeterrabbithole at gmail.com. Or on Instagram, I guess. Yeah, uh, why not? Engage. Peter Rabbit Hole. At Peter Rabbit Hole on the Instagram. Share. Thanks. Great. I yeah. think we're going to do the book. All right. The children arrive. Yes. To on sp- the train. Just, they're already kicking off the havoc and mayhem they bring to Grandfather's life. Yes. Grandfather is super dapper in this page. He's wearing a bowler hat. Um, he's got his tie on. He's got his pince-nez glasses. Like, he's a dapper, he's a dapper man. And Max and Molly have arrived. And, like, they're pretty nicely dressed to be taking the train. Yeah. Which is fine. But the suitcase is, like, exploding, exploding out, out of the, the train. Yes. They are old enough to be taking the train by themselves. Yeah, but if this was written in the late 70s... And uh, it's late set, 80s. Late 80s, and it's set maybe not in the States. Mm. Which oh, is possible. That, that I would suspect make a lot of sense. that they could be like, if one of them is nine, they're probably fine. Yeah, I, I flew on a plane at yeah. like seven or eight by myself. Yeah. Um, and the train gets a lot less... Oh. Is a, and certainly in the past was a lot less scary for like solo travel for a child. Like a conductor goes past all the time. There's a, you know. Your parents essentially walk you to the seat mm-hmm. and they're like, stay here. Yep. We told your grandfather you're in the fourth <laughs> cart. Stay here. Yep. There is a gentleman walking by in a morning coat. He is and with with the appropriate sh- pants to go with his morning yeah. coat, his striped trousers and his lovely umbrella and his shiny shiny shoes. What the hell story is he coming out? <laughs> <Right? from? laughs> Maybe he's a detective. Mm. Just a little <laughs> nod to the fans. Yeah. I I do I find the time period slightly con- the time period slightly confusing yeah. at least from this first page. And then, like, throughout the book, sort of, it seems to sort of morph. It's sort of an amorphous time period, I think. It feels fairly modern, though. It does. It feels fairly modern, but, like, Grandpa's wearing a bowler hat and, like, a very brown suit. It feels fuzzy to me. Yeah, like you want it to be tweed. Yeah. And, like, there's the man in the morning coat with his... And then there's the lady bear on the train... With a mob cap? With a mob cap on. And, like, maybe she's a maid... Going sure. to work, but it's still, that still puts you in a certain time period. Yes. So, confusion, but interest. Now, like, Daniel's grandfather no longer wore a suit, but wore a tie 90% of the time I saw him mm-hmm. into his hundreds. Mm-hmm. Because at a certain point, you have the way you feel you are dressed for the occasion. And yeah. Maybe granddad is and there. Like, but it's the other bears that are yeah. the really confusing ones to me. Yeah. The bowler hat throws me a little bit. Mm. Just because it's such a specific But it's, also it's not like, a, a, like it's not a fedora, right? Like right. it's not a trilby or a boater or a... But it's also a pink and blue striped tie, which feels... More modern. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, this feels, the yeah. next page feels super modern. We're hanging out in the yard. yard. We're playing baseball. Well, Grandpa's, yeah. No, we're all playing baseball. We're playing baseball. We're just, we've used the furniture around. Yeah, as the bases. And things are going medium, I think, in this picture. 
I've always loved this idea that grandpa is willing to take the kids for a month. Right? That's a long amount of time. Yeah. And like they look forward to this and they always have a great time because he does all this stuff with them. Yeah. It makes you wonder if this is might be the only time of year granddad gets to spend with them. Maybe. And I suspect he's a fairly young grandfather. In playing baseball, he's like flouncing about. Like he's he's straight falling right over. And if he was too elderly, he might break a hip in this page. Right. And seems to be having He's a having fun a fun time. time. Yeah. yeah. He was a little bit shocked when Max just emptied his suitcase <laughs> off of the train when he came to get him. But now they've settled in and he's having a good time. I think there's an effect. He knows what it's like, but he forgets a bit. Yeah. And then they roll in full force. And he's like, oh, right. right. That's right. Here. The whole house. It's just yeah. going to be wrecked, but it's fine. But like. The lawn chair has a, a real big hole in the middle of it with a spring coming out, and I find that slightly confusing. He doesn't feel like a bear that would keep ramshackled furniture. No, he's too fancy. Look at his beautiful spotted shorts and his, like, very official baseball hat. And he's got a whistle. And, like, a some sort of jersey kind of thing? Some sort of jersey. Yeah. He's put on sneakers. Now, Molly's wearing the same thing that she was. Yeah, she wears, like, the... I feel like the same dress and blouse. Yeah, or skirt and blouse. I thought that she was wearing jeans, maybe. Well, I feel like you could kind of believe the skirt's a denim skirt. Oh, yeah. That's how I read it. But, like, Max has changed Uh, into shorts. Oh, yes, he has. He's, he's like, in a baseball outfit. Oh, no, he's changed his... He hasn't changed his shirt, but he's he's changed his his shorts. He's taken his jacket off. I think he's changed his shoes. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's fine. And then we get a montage... Of cool stuff we do in the summertime with Grandpa. We play... Blind Man's Bluff. Blind Man's Bluff. We go fishing. Fishing. We go to the diner. With possibly a friend. Yeah, well, because we've gone fishing with friends as well. Because there's four small bears in the fishing boat. They're hidden in the crease of the page. Uh, I can't tell if we're poking a duck or if it's a toy duck. Who, who can say? Truly. But, like, we're having a great old time. I love the idea that they have friends at Granddad's. Or yeah. Granddad knows to be, like, grab the neighbor kids. Yeah. They, you know. Well, I mean, if you're the only one taking care of two kids who are kind of an explosion, maybe you want to keep them busy with some other kids some oh, of the time. Absolutely. <laughs> I do love that he took them all out for yeah. ice cream. That's such a grandpa thing to do. Yes. Because your parents are always like, no, I'm not taking your friends no. out for ice cream. Their parents can do that, <laughs> said the killjoy mom. <laughs> <laughs> but then, honey season. We don't get very long of hanging out with granddad before no. honey season. Well, we have to have fit a whole mystery into this and book. We did a montage. So then we see granddad and he is in his whole beekeeper. Yeah, he's, honey. Got, the, he's got the excellent net hat. He's wearing gloves, and he's got a spoon and a magnifying glass. Yeah. And his beehives are, like, classic beehive-shaped, which means that it's probably significantly harder to get the honey out of them than if it was, like, the beehive boxes and with, the, with the trays. But to be fair, out. if you want the quality honey, you got to have it, like, made no, you the get- purest way. Yeah, the, the, the trays work great. 
I'm just saying. And then you take the trays out and you scrape the honey and then you put the trays back and the bees are like, yeah, cool, that's fine, ma'am. A discerning bear might be <laughs> argue the difference to you. I suppose. I do not have a bear's palate. And they're on the back porch. Yep. Which means... They're always on the back porch. Your back porch is always swarming with bees? Yeah, I mean, bees, they're cool. I, look, I, I'm all for people having beehives. It just seems awfully close it's, to the it, inside of yes, the house. It does seem very close to the inside of the house. Um, and Max and Molly are fairly disappointed that it's honey time. Oh, yes. And there's randomly a mailman and a judgy lady from next door. Yeah. Just well, I think this is the setup for who could possibly have stolen the honey later because we haven't really looked at the neighbors. And it's just... And that's who he blames. It's so obvious yes. that that's what we're setting up. <laughs> and just the most cliche grandmother bear. Yep. She's also wearing a mob cap. And she's got the little glasses. And looking super judgy. Oh no, she's got they're they're a lorgnette. They're on the they're on the stick. Oh yeah, I didn't know their name. I think it's a lorgnette, because the ones that stick on your nose are a pince nez because right. it's a pinch nose, which never we always never work. Everybody wants to put them in shows and they don't including work. me and they don't work. I don't know how anyone made them work ever. I don't think they did. I think there's a. I like, think you just hold them. You just hold on your them nose and, and are like, sad. And that's why this lady has a stick on hers, because at least you can hold it a slightly le- farther away from your face. Right. And she's got, like, her excellent shopping, which is some leeks and a bottle of wine. If there's a loaf of bread at the bottom of that, she and I, like, have a similar <laughs> menu planning. <laughs> but, yeah. Bees. So, quick, quick note. Yes. We see he has a cat. Yes. And there's always that funny moment of like, bears are humans, cats, cats are not. Yeah. They well, are they're pets. certainly not humanoid, and nope. the ducks weren't people. Eh, birds. As, as, <laughs> as discussed, <laughs> birds aren't people. No, unless when they're people birds. <laughs> yeah, unless like very specifically stated. If you're confused, please go back and check out Albion Pig. <laughs> no, the there, was the, there was a goose lady. Yeah, exactly. Had, yeah, there was yeah. people birds and there were bird oh, birds. Oh, that's right. And it was a, a great point of contention. Oh, yeah. we. <laughs> if that's the discussion you're looking for, we go into it in depth. <laughs> so then we get the feeling of what honey season is like. Yeah, it's a lot. Maybe the whole family has slight chaotic tendencies. <laughs> mm. You know? Yeah. Because he has destroyed his kitchen. And I just, I look at this and I'm like, wow, I can feel how tacky everything in this kitchen is. Like how sticky. That's so funny. Of all the things I've always thought about this picture, that's never been it. But no, you bring up an excellent point. Like all of these things are so sticky and he's forgotten about them. Which means they're just getting stickier. Just hardening. Yeah. Oh, you're going to go move that one jar and the honey will crystallize. (laughs) Yeah. And he like, he's leaving his fridge open. There's an egg on the ground, just cracked open. Honey is, honey is boiling boiling out of the pot. I didn't didn't know what, I don't know. I don't think honey does that. I don't know. I've never made honey. Yeah. I don't know what the honey purification process is like. Nope. I mean, I guess that's why there's raw honey. It's honey yeah. that has not been cooked. And raw honey definitely like hardens and gets crystallized in a way that like grocery I mean, store they honey all, doesn't. 
will eventually if right, they're real like, funny. Fair. Otherwise, if if it doesn't ever crystallize, then you know you were duped. I didn't I didn't know you could be duped by honey. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know like, what comes in the grocery store. It's not, junk. yeah, good honey. Yeah, but it's still like actual from mm-hmm. a bee honey. But if it doesn't ever crystallize, it means that there's like additives and extra uh, stuff. Yeah. And maybe there's sugar syrup or something in there. Yep, that all sounds like it tracks. Yeah. Because good local honey tastes so good. But you can't, you gotta like use it up because it, you can, you can um, heat it up. Heat and, it up yeah. and it'll uncrystallize. And honey lasts forever. It never goes bad. But it does get pretty It gets hard. Firm. But it never goes bad. They ate they ate the terrible Egyptian tomb honey and no one died. Or was cursed, I think. I'm just thinking someone went, should we try it? And someone else went, yes. yes. Yeah. And I think I would not. No, I absolutely would not. So. Anyways. The page. Honey is happening. And it's a disaster. I always really enjoyed these illustrations, but I don't necessarily... Sometimes we get illustrations and you think of them as art and, like, mm-hmm. the composition. This is just, like, such an illustrated page. Yeah. But it's that weird balance of there's so much to look at, but you get the feeling yes. of it very quickly of, like, life is chaos. Yeah. In Granddad's honey. Honey-making kitchen. Where do you think he keeps all that stuff? It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. I don't know. Maybe in the garage. It does look a lot like my dad's maple syrup setup. Except for he discovered that he has to do that outside. So he's got like a cool outdoor burner. Because, no, it's because it, for maple syrup at least, like the sap is so clear. It's Mm -hmm. so dilute that you have to boil it down for hours and hours. And if you do it in your kitchen, it's so much heat moisture because you're evaporating all of this moisture and like but you you do this in winter yeah you do it well you do it in like late or early early spring late winter but still it's cold out no but it has to be fairly warm oh okay okay. sap doesn't run unless it's warm it's that like it's been winter and it's been really cold and then you get a day where it's like the sun is shining and you go outside and you're like oh i could maybe just wear a sweatshirt and like it's like a Colorado snow day any time of the year. Yes, is sugaring off season. Yep, <laughs> might be why we don't make maple, maple syrup because the sap doesn't Never. run right. Yeah, uh, but anyways, many of these items do look correct, but my dad does it outside, so it's less of a disaster. I'm just realizing there's like a giant keg on the floor with a tap. No, it's. I think it's on the table. It's on a stool. It's huge, whatever it is. It's very big. The amount of honey... Look, I, I've never collected honey, but I'm like... But this is a lot of honey. And he's got two beehives. Yeah. Or do you think he's got like some giant field somewhere of Maybe. beehives? Because it's gallons it's, of honey. Yeah. And like, I just... It's, it's all the other stuff. This is not a food... This kitchen does not meet food safety standards. No, absolutely In not. any way. Like the salami is out and the egg broken on the floor and the fly strips going. And like, why has he put his cheese on top of the cabinets? Because he's so forgetful. All we can think of is honey, 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 honey. 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 Yeah. So it's a whole time. And oh, oh, poor Max and Molly. They are very annoyed because they have to stay inside and do things like 
um, wash jars and kill flies. There is that phase, though. When you go to hang out with your grandparents, it's supposed to be fun. Yes. And no matter how long you're there in your head, it's supposed it's to be, be fun, fun the whole time. Yeah. So the idea that you've actually been given chores. And, like, things to do that mean that you can't go have fun with these friends that you've been provided with. Right. Because that's the, that's the beauty of this page to me is <laughs> the, what you're getting is a look from outside into the window of them stuck in the kitchen. And then there's just mayhem of their friends outside. Like, one of them's upside down. They're, one of them's going fishing. There's a balloon happening. There's, there's a, a twirly hat. Yeah. There's a... Oh, he's got a skateboard. So, which again, modern. Yeah, the kids, these kids, the kids feel way more modern than Max and Molly do. In I their, don't know. I mean, it's the, it's her outfit. You, oh, it's I that wore some long jean skirt with the Peter Pan collar blouse, and I'm like, are you sure? Eighty nine, I guess. I think it's more the fact that she doesn't change her clothes, and I guess that's to indicate which one is which. And specifically to, like to not make it confusing when you really look at max and molly they're the same bear she just wears molly's clothes and you wears Max's like clothes. She, yeah she doesn't have any of the classic bow in the mm-hmm. ear long eyelash. eyelashes weird lipstick yeah yeah weird we're putting blush patches boobs boobs on, a, on a bear i mean they're too young yeah. for that but but yeah no she doesn't have any of those like female trait markers which is which i appreciate yeah because it it very much makes them seem like siblings yeah but and also like why would you make a bear weird and sexy to indicate it was a girl yep i never like that no so yeah like it would be tricky to differentiate which one is which but i think it's the fact that she's always wearing this very long jean skirt that i'm like i I just and granddad has several Several outfits. Well, I think he mostly wears either his suit jacket or he's wearing his suit pants with suspenders and his stripy blue blue and white shirt. That's true. But still, layers. Yeah. I think what's the most insulting thing about that page is it's kind of like, cool, you don't want to play with us? We can. We don't have to be here. Yeah. We can go outside to hang out with our friends. No. This is clearly a small community. Yeah. But no. No, not allowed. Mm-mm. And to add insult to injury, we don't even get to eat very much honey. They've got these like tiny dollops of honey on a plate. <laughs> and just some massive carrots yep. <laughs> out on the dining room table. You know, he's disorganized. I'm just saying, Yerk really enjoyed stuff. stuff. So much stuff. Oh, the cat does not approve of uh, Max's slingshot. <laughs> I was down in pocket. the corner. Those are things that it's the eighties, but like a slingshot is very forties. Especially that slingshot. It like, it's the wooden Y. And the, the wooden. Right. Cause like a Nerf slingshot. I don't know if I been. had a slingshot. A couple of my friends had some slingshots um, and they were like, they had, they were cool. Like they weren't Nerf slingshots, but they like were ergonomic and I stuff. mean, I had a couple craft show old-timey slingshots ah there yep (laughs) so they get this measly lick of honey yeah and grandpa puts all the rest of it it's all labeled furs honey because he's grandfather fur yes which i don't love as a last name but it's fine i i 
I largely ignored it as a yeah. child. Like, I think I knew it was a bad choice. Yeah. And we just went with it. Do you wonder if maybe, like, the Swiss-German of it has a better sound? It might. And, like, this was just what we went with. Should, should I yell at Google to see what's <laughs> German for the word fur? Um, and, but, again, he's got so much of it. Those are half-gallon containers. Yeah. Looking at, like, compared to, like, when you think about the size of a bear compared yeah. to a jar. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of honey for two beehives. Yeah, it's, it's, that's been processed down yeah. and filtered and boiled and experimented on. Yes. There's, yeah. We've gone for color and tone. Yes. Max and Molly, despite being mad about the amount of honey they get yeah. to taste, are excited now because honey season is over and we get to do cool stuff again. We get fun granddad back. Hooray. How so they're there for the whole month of August. Yeah. How long do you think honey season actually is? I don't know. It might be like a week. Or I feel like in kid version it could honestly just have been three days. Yeah. It's just such a rough three days. Do you think maybe that's why he takes it like the trade off mm. is I will take him for the whole month of August. But and they the, will help me with honey season. It's maybe? All, it's also one of those things that sometimes you think it'll be fun. Yeah. For a child to help you with, and it's actually not. not. <laughs> you weren't around. I had my niece help me. My niece was three yes. visited. And she helped me plant something in my garden. But she's three. So she was stepping on the strawberry plant a bit, which was fine. The squirrels have already eaten all the strawberry but then we planted the squash and we went to plant the tomato and then she immediately stepped on the squash. And so I gave her a little push to like get her off of it. And she got mad at me and ran for her mom through the garden, <laughs> just stomping on every leek plant. I don't think on purpose, but just, it was so like, yeah, what, what do you expect when you have a three-year-old plant? And I just laughed <laughs> as she stomped and crying the Maybe in, maybe in granddad's head yeah. here. Max and Molly, they'll help with the honey. It'll be so much fun. We'll do it together. And Max and Molly are like, this is the lamest thing ever. This is so boring. But then, instead of getting to do... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> instead of getting to do cool stuff the next day, we have the mystery of the missing honey, which is dun, dun, granddad dun. looking uh, perplexed. perplexed. And there's definitely a big gap on the shelf. Go ahead. I think we're both going to there's say like it. a bunch of, like there's a lot of honey jars. They're too deep on the top shelf and then on the bottom shelf. It's And on the on the very bottom shelf, there's also too deep. too deep. But on the middle shelf, just three jars across. That's it. And it even says like missing a jar, yeah. right? But it really feels like they should be too deep. It does. But that wouldn't be as odd. Like it wouldn't be as clear. Right. So I see why this happened. He just, he stacked the two deep ones on the top, top shelf and on the very bottom shelf and on the middle shelf. He was like, here's the three. I'm going to eat them soonest. And then I'll move some of the top shelf ones down to the middle. I'm just saying, I feel like weight distribution wise, you should. But here we are. Yep. It's missing. It's bad. And he is perplexed and he wants to find out who did it. Who could it be? And so then we get to see granddad looking for clues into the night. Which means... They just sat around the house all day, all day long, and you know he, they were like, "Can we go out?" And he's like, "No, nope. no, no, we're just, we're gonna figure, we gotta figure this out." Yeah, and so his solution is yes. to lock the cabinet 
and the, as previously discussed, right. lock the cabinet, put the key in the cookie jar in front of his grandchildren, who he sort of su- suspects. Yeah, gently. Gently. Just, but I mean, like, he's considering it as an option. It's more like he, what's the line? He like side-eyed them is really. Or was it gran- grandpa even eyed his little grand bears suspiciously? Because he just goes, was it the mailman? Yeah, was, was it, it the, the neighbor? One? But he, he's, I think he's really, he obviously locks it and hides it in front of them. So, which yeah. means he doesn't, doesn't really, really think, think it's them. them. Yeah. Uh, and then he slides the bureau in front of the front door. Okay. Here come some questions. The bureau is clearly his bedroom bureau. Yes. As yes. we will find out later on. He sleeps upstairs. Also, yes. And it is not a small piece of furniture. No, and it's obviously quite heavy because he's sort of struggling. He's he's grimacing as he pushes the bureau across the floor. One of his suspender buttons has popped. Yeah. I do like his stripy socks and his spotty slippers. Oh, I've just always really enjoyed the busted suspender because that's pure classic comedy yeah. gold. But, like, there's his baseball hat and other shirts he could be wearing, but he hasn't been for the whole month. Nope. And his sunglasses and a bow tie and his, like, bowls of miscellaneous items, which I do really appreciate because, man, who doesn't have a bowl of miscellaneous items? This bureau even looks like it's got, like, a marble stone top to it. And, like, a two-layer marble with a mirror. Top. Yep. This is one. With a small bear lounging on the top of the mirror. Oh, I've never noticed decorative that. Decorative element. Oh, he's, he's like even striking a little pose. Yep. <laughs> there is no way he could move this thing From by d- himself. No, certainly not down the stairs. And it's still full of stuff. All like, his stuff. Wasn't there like a China cabinet or something right? close well, I guess he couldn't move the honey cabinet in front of me because that would defeat the purpose a little oh, bit. I mean. But yeah, it's a weird choice. It's a very weird choice. How much do you enjoy the print on the couch that they're watching from? It does take us in a different date direction in my head. Certainly. We're suddenly it's very so 80s. 80s. It's, oh, I guess for... For those, those at home, well, it, it seems like maybe it's been recovered recently because it's Ooh. got the like it's got little claw feet, right? It's and the shape tufting. of it is is a little bit like a you know like a it's got a high back and it's tufted and it's got nice like it's a good it's a comfy library chair, but like personal library library right, chair. Yeah. Like it, this is a good curl up by the fire and read a book chair, but it's been covered in just the eightiesist like. Maroon, Mar- yeah, subtle polka dot, but with on top of it, um, yellow, uh, triangles, and maybe um, some and circles, circles, which I feel like that's the thing that makes it so 80s. 80s is the circles, yes, and the triangles, yeah. just because the wallpaper in the house feels like it's been the same wallpaper for like 30 years, absolutely. This very much feels like the house that he and his presumably wife. Lived in, raised their kids. Yeah. And he still lives here. Yeah. Yes. And so he's done this thing. He's blocked the door. And he's put the key in the cookie jar, but the cookie jar is not on the... No. 
Because that's close to the front door. It just always felt like that's where it was. I think it's because ah. there's all the bowls of miscellaneous stuff in my head. He ah. locked it, bolt like barricaded the door, and then just put it right <laughs> in front of the door. No, I think it's in the kitchen. That would make sense. But the next day, <gasps> we're so surprised our pince-nez go flying off our face. Comedy gold. another jar of honey is missing. Or another two jars of honey, depending on, on his... how you're reading this. Yes. yes. And this time, he's like, the only, it must have been someone who knew where the key was, and that's only Max and Molly. Uh, so he stares at them, and they're like, we didn't do it. We have nothing to do with the sticky business. But ben, Grandfather Fur had made up his mind, and he's very mad, and so he doesn't speak to them all day. And, sends and then he sends them to bed early without their dinner, with no proof. Yeah. Okay, let's give Granddad a shot here from his side. Yeah. You wake up in the morning, the honey is gone, and you moved a giant dresser in front of the door. A locked door, which has not been tampered with. Yeah. There's so it's no obviously windows. someone in the house. There is that moment where you're like, no one could have snuck this stealthily into the I house. Mean, presumably there's a back door. I've wondered about that back door multiple times. Because it's in the kitchen, too. Yeah. You, I don't know if you actually see... I don't know if we... But, you it's can implied. just tell. It's one of those houses. The back is well, through the kitchen. Most houses have two exits. Yeah. Because it's like good for fire safety and stuff. And the second one is through the kitchen. Because it's on the, the back, back of the, the house, house. where it's the in kitchen the yard. is. Yeah. Yeah. But. So Max and Molly are distraught because they didn't have dinner, which is really a pretty terrible. Yes. No one. No one deserves to go to bed without being fed. Yeah. You always deserve food regardless of what you've done. I feel like this is one of those, it was something you could put in the 1980s book that you wouldn't. Wouldn't generally anymore, yeah. Unless it's the evil stepmother. Yeah. This is not standard Yeah, this is not a parents. beloved a beloved parental figure does not do this. No. But Max and Molly have a plan and they're like, we got to solve this so we can have dinner? Because otherwise we'll starve? I, I think because it's implied that yeah. they're just going to have a shit-tastic summer, summer and Grand yeah. back. Their pajamas <laughs> are very cute. I do like that Max is still wearing his hat with his PJs. Yeah, I've always... I, I always like it for personality, but I'm always like... This idea that boys, that little boys that wear hats wear hats when they sleep in pajamas. I mean, maybe... Kids make weird choices. That is very true. His pajamas are not pajamas that an 80s little boy would have slept in. Probably not. They're like matching stripes, the like button down with a collar. Now, Molly in her floral night dress with the lace collar is actually very accurate. I, yeah. It hurts me a little bit sometimes to realize, yes, I own quite a few of those and <laughs> they were just pajamas. Yep. So they've got their plan. Yeah. And so in the nighttime, they lay down their flower on the floor, and then they hide in a closet. Every time a cartoon or a book does a layer of flour on the floor for Santa Claus, for yeah. the thieves, all I can think of is, can you imagine walking down as an adult and being like, what the hell? Yeah. The amount of vacuuming, sweeping, mopping, repeat. Yeah. And then you mop it and you find a bit that you didn't. And now you've made paper mache paste <laughs> on your floor. 
if you uh, let it dry, then I guess there you've got papier-mâché paste on your floor for the rest of your life. And they've done it in the kitchen where you know all the cleaning supplies are through the, the flower. <laughs> you have to walk through it. <laughs> yeah, every yeah. time I'm like, please please don't try this at home. This is not a, an appropriate no. method. You could have maybe just watched yeah. from the closet. Uh, I can see how they feel they needed They, they needed more. the prints to show, yes. So they hide in the closet where... Um, a lot of stuff is going on in this closet, as with the rest of the house. But there's maybe a shower head? Or it's, it's like va- an old school vacuum cleaner yeah. where the heads detach. It's a very weird shape. Yeah, and there's like a hairbrush, an electrical cord, and a broom falling out. This closet feels like it would make a lot of noises. Oh, yes. there And there's not room for anyone to be in inside it. Inside of it. No, because it's full to the brim. Do are we maybe wondering if Granddad's a pack rat? He maybe like keeps it just in check. Yeah, but he he owns a lot of stuff. Or we've never cleared out the hat. Yeah. After presumably wife passed away and yeah. the kids moved out, it's just all staying still and, there. Yeah. And maybe we could get rid of some of it, but like we're not we're nope. not there. Yeah. And then. Grand- By Sherlock. <laughs> Here comes Granddad down the stairs in the most stereotypical sleepwalking position with his arms straight out. His head slightly back. back. Yeah. And in a Scrooge nightcap and, and floor length nightshirt. Like it's rippling along the stairs yeah. as he walks. Again, proving how the hell did he get that dresser down the stairs? <laughs> I like there's just a random umbrella in there. The umbrella shows up a lot. I feel like either he's got a lot of umbrellas or he just moves it around the house all the time. Because the umbrella shows up a lot of times. I think you just couldn't stand to not have something and felt yeah. very restrained when... When it was just an umbrella. Yeah. To go with his spotty um, wallpaper. It's a real interesting wallpaper. And his quite lovely um, nightshirt. Which does not match the nightcap at all. Well, it makes sense. You you have several nightshirts. You have one yeah. nightcap. I don't know. You gotta wash the nightcap too. Yeah, but probably not as often. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I've never nightcapped because why would you wear a hat to bed? Uh, because we've lived in a time of heat. I know. Like, and like, I guess I've worn a hat to bed when I'm camping, or oh, in a place that definitely in a cottage that doesn't have running water or electricity. That was your cottage? Oh, that one was your the mom's other, the cottage. The other one. Yeah. Because both of them were my mom's, but this was the second cottage right. that we got by accident. Yes, I do. Due to a incorrect phone number. We're um, going <laughs> to... I was going to say, are we going to have to edit that? I'm like, we're going to have to edit it out because either you have to tell the whole story or... or, or yeah. Turn, tune in to our Patreon. <laughs> to find out more about Annika's mystery cottage. It's a fun story. Yep. Perhaps we could have my mother on as a guest <gasps> to explain it in person. There's also these moments like, I've never met your parents, but I feel like I know your parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. Here's, here's grandfather still still sleeping away, just grabbed hands. his giant jar of honey, and he's off back up the stairs, I guess, which we don't watch. It's implied. He's yeah. at a slight angle, presumably going upwards. And there's Max and Molly just, just watching watch. them. And he's in bed, just eating honey with a spoon. 
and Max still has his slingshot. Yeah, you never know. It might have been a burglar. It might have been. Although I feel like if I were Max and Molly, and I was a little grumpy about my grandfather being the way he was, I'd be like, you know, just a small little pebble. Let's wake him up <laughs> with his jar of honey. Right. But they they, they say not. never wake they up a sleepwalker. Yes. Which I don't know that it's. Well, it's hard to know if that's a real. Uh, I I was a sleepwalking child. Oh yeah. And apparently it was super disconcerting. Mm. And I think my mom did say one time they like woke me up and it's not it. You wake up so confused right. about where you and it's very upsetting. That makes sense. So anyway. Yep. And then the next, the next morning, morning, another honey jar is missing. And three it's for three. a very bad day. Oh, that's one angry bear. He's so angry. And he's like, that does it. Uh, Max, Molly, you go pack your bags at once. He's sending them home. I mean, I guess the train runs yeah, regularly. So yeah, just stuff them back on there. Yeah. Send a telegram to the parents. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Max and Molly are like, but wait, we have proof. And then they show him his footsteps, which he presumably walked through to get to the kitchen I've to find out that the honey was missing. Always wonder, like he woke up in the morning and the fact that flour was all over the floor wasn't the first thing. And like on his feet, his feet are presumably furry as he is a bear. And so flour would stick to them. One would think. And like, this is a man who puts on socks in the morning. Oh, absolutely. Ooh, he might actually have slept in socks. No, I think you see his feet coming down the stairs. Mm, one more page. Yes. Oh, yep, you're Little right. Bare toes. He's bare yeah. foot. <laughs> Comedy gold. <laughs> so yeah, so he's got flour on his toeses. Also, he didn't like walk down the stairs like, what the fuck is all this flour? In my in his like front hallway. Yeah. Or when he woke up in the morning, it's like... It was in his bed and on his floor and on his feet. Yeah, no, somehow we walked, didn't realize it, walked through the floor again, and then the kids were like... But see, your footprints. Even as a child, I was like, I don't... Uh, I, was, I think we're missing is, a step here. Yeah. But also, then they point out the three jars of honey, empty jars of honey underneath his bed. Wouldn't you think him waking up in a pool of honey... Because he sleep ate his honey. I, I Maybe he was very precise in his honey eating in his sleep. I'm just going to... I want everyone to pause for just a moment and imagine yourself laying in your own bed eating a mason jar of honey. With a spoon. With a spoon. You can even be awake for the scenario I'm asking you to imagine. And then think, how sticky are your sheets going to be? Well, maybe because it has recently been honey season and we haven't really mm. had time to come out of honey season. We're just used to the whole house being sticky. The entire house is just yeah. tacky. And then granddad is uh, embarrassed. <laughs> yes. Very embarrassed Wait, bear. He's embarrassed. For those of you not on our Patreon, Ank is making a face at me. He's <laughs> most unhappy. Terrible. Okay. Um, and he apologizes. His apology is very good. Yes. And I like that a lot. And it is always good in the kid's book and in life that as an adult, when you screw up your kids, you admit it and you say, say you're sorry. sorry. And you will not do it again. And we'll do something fun to make up for it. Yeah. Like this part, because the when he's like, 
he assumes it's them and he sends them off to bed with no dinner. I was like, ooh, uh oh, I don't maybe like this granddad. Right. And then we got to this page and I was like, okay, I, we can keep going. Because there's also before in the summer, he's obviously a fun guy. Yeah. And has a lot of fun with his kids. Yeah. And maybe we get a little crazy during honey season. Cool. Yeah. So the fact that when he's like, I've screwed up royally and takes them to bumper cars. Yeah. It does feel like like him. The fanciest bumper cars. Oh, yes. Because here at bumper cars is another bear. Another. Oh, no. Yeah. No, she's in a mob cap. She's in like a double mob cap. Oh, wait. I saw the one with pearls over here. It looks like she's trying to have a great a bun, oh, but yeah. it's a mop cap because bears don't have great long hair. What a funny workaround. <laughs> <laughs> right in the front, there's a couple and one of them's wearing like a cool stripy shirt. And then there's a lady bear who's got like a cool lace collar. Her pearls are flying. She's got a fancy hat with a feather in it. And granddad's having a whole time because... Uh, they decided to eat their ice cream cones inside the bumper cars. Which I feel like there should have been someone working the bumper cars. Like, uh-uh. No food here. Thank yeah. you. Standard. Uh, because yeah. Max's ice cream cone has gone 100% flying and is hitting Granddad in the face, knocking his pince and his bowler right. hat flying. Just... There's yeah. something about this scene that always felt super 1950s. And I yeah. don't... And it might be more than just the chrome on the bumper cars. But I think it's... The, I think it's how dressy everyone is. Everyone is. Just, it makes it feel a little bit older because by the 80s, you would not have dressed up to go to a place with bumper cars. No, that mom would be in white sneakers and a fanny pack yeah. and a visor. Yeah. I don't have so many pictures of my mom in that look. <laughs> <laughs> and then that evening, uh, they sat together laughing and joking and eating all the honey they wanted. Which I think is honestly his true apology. Yes. Yeah. Because he didn't let them have any before. And now he's like, listen, I ate three whole jars of this. Which is a lot of honey to consume. a lot of honey. Like, honey is delicious. But, you know, you get like a tablespoon in and you're like, cool, I'm done. I think this is more going with like the Winnie the Pooh mentality of bears and honey. That's fair. But, But it's just so much. Now, part of it is you think about... All of the honey he made, that it's his year supply. Yeah. So the fact that he's just letting the kids go hog wild into it. And then they sing a little song. It's not a good song. It's not a very good song. It's just a small rhyme. Here we go. Jars and jars of honey. Sticky, fresh, and yummy. It slides right down and moves around and makes us feel so funny. Two thoughts. One, I could never figure out, like... A tune? Yep, never. No. Not as a child, not as an adult reading it to Avery. But, two, listening to, say, a six-year-old in your house randomly (laughs) make up a song, this is the kind (laughs) of song kids make up. Yeah. And then here at the the table in the illustration, uh, Max still has his hat. Molly has... The bowler hat. Yes. and uh, Way too big on her. Way too big, which I like. And Grandfather's wearing a party hat that he got somewhere. And his suspenders are going again. Um, and he's carrying three jars of honey and a fly swatter. And the spoon tucked in his, his ear. I think these are times when it gets a little confusing because a bear's anatomy is different than the human's <laughs> anatomy. And you want to do a thing. 
So, uh, in the funny idea that mop caps are actually a recurring theme and wrong period, but it made me remember, again, in I'll Be On Pig, you really want, if you're not doing weird turn animals too much into humans and suddenly like drawing big hair and yeah. boobs. I hate when we draw boobs on animals. I know. You want... You want them to look feminine, and one of the ways you do that is give them a lady's hat. And it, a mob cap does sort of, if, especially if you've got the right kind of standy-uppy ears, it does sort of read as kind of hair, hair shape. And then also, it can help add like an age of like, yeah. this is an older bear opposed to, to a child bear. Or even a middle-aged bear and a nice yeah. hat with them that's true i've always wondered about the town this is set in because it feels like that ideal little town you're like 600 people live in this town yeah we live walking distance to the ice cream shop yeah there's literally a white picket fence surrounding the house (laughs) (laughs) yes and there's so much of it that just feels like how you want a grandparent visit for the summer to be yes Yes, this, I would have found this confusing as I only had one set of grandparents growing up and they lived in an apartment on the fifth floor in downtown Montreal. Yes. Well, they were in, they were near Outremont, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. As discussed in the previous, one grandparent lived in a, a country kind of style house and the other one lived in a retiree mobile home community, yeah. which loved, but... No Not, ideal y- little... Yeah. yeah, these these towns don't exist. Except no. in storybooks. Yeah, mostly. And like weird modern planned communities. Yeah. And then they just feel... Spooky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at you, Stapleton. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Rhythm. Eh. It doesn't have one. It no. reads perfectly fine, though. It yeah. doesn't... Like, you don't stop... I read it to Avery just now and it doesn't like, I didn't find any like weird stumbling blocks or places where the words hurt in your mind, (laughs) you know, like where the words are awkward or. I think because it doesn't try to like have a cadence or be occasionally rhymey. It's just telling you a little story. It makes it very easy. It does make the little rhyme at the end slightly confusing, but it's like. It's not a hard, it's, it's super simple and you can find the rhyme immediately. So it's not like a problematic rhyme. Yeah. It's just unexpected. Yeah. And like I said, it, it's actually more genuine in its mm-hmm. clunkiness, but that doesn't make it any more fun to read. Yeah. So when we did, I'd really like to eat a child. We yeah. talked about the fact that we could kind of guess that the author was English as a second language. Actually, it wasn't. It was that a it translation. Was a translation. I think you're having spent time in America yeah, this and re- just this, being Swiss. English yeah, this doesn't language. read as translated to me at all. And no. it doesn't read even particularly as English as a second. Like it doesn't, it reads as we are very comfy with English. We're yeah. totally, totally fluent. Super cool here. And I think that's why I was surprised when I actually noticed the author's name. name Because, like I said, other than the train, which just always seemed like a fun thing, it's like, it feels super generically American. Yeah. 
The moral. Katie, what is the moral of this book? Don't accuse your grandkids that you know are sweet, good kids of doing something <laughs> crappy because you'll <laughs> feel bad about it later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let honey become an obsession. Mm. Don't let obsession get between you and your family. Mm. Or addiction, even. <gasps> <laughs> Hyperfocus is great, but sometimes you got to let it go. Also, sometimes when you're a kid helping out, you do actually have to help out for a couple days. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I think we did the moral. Did you have any any last overall thoughts? I like that there's a mystery in it. That's kind of fun. I never thought of it as being a mystery book, even though like the cover of them were even using like a magnifying glass. Yeah. So what are we reading next week, Annika? Next week, we are reading The Girl Who Wouldn't Brush Her Hair by Kate Bernheimer and Jake Parker. Uh, this is one of Avery's books. Yeah. And another mouse book. It might be our third or fourth? Yeah, at least third. At least Mice third. are big in kids' books. Yeah. Love a mouse. Who doesn't? They're super great. If you don't love them out. <laughs> Please don't tell me because this is very cute. Uh, engagement. Yeah. Do you have a summer travel themed children's book yes. you would love to share with us? Please let us know on the Instagram account. At Peter Rabbit Hole. Or you can email us. At thepeterrabbithole at gmail.com. And at some point, I'm going to update the website. There won't be a video of this, but maybe there'll be a video of the Berenstain Bears <laughs> similar book. And that's www.peterrabbithole.com. Okay, bye.